my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. And this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. Uh, I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the beautiful a city of Adelaide. I'm also your drive time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It is so good uh, to be able to uh, share with you uh, each and every uh, single week. Uh, now this week, of course, we are looking at the theme money, wealth, and the church. Uh, now we we started on on Monday. Uh, that was uh, Pastor Joseph Matichich and Pastor Wilma Wala. They looked at this question of uh, what did Christ uh, say about money and wealth. Uh, yesterday uh, we were joined by uh, Pastor Don, Don Felberg, and uh, he looked at the uh, at the question: uh, Could ancient financial principles help us today? And look, guys, that was a real ripper uh, of a presentation. Now look, uh, if you missed that uh, presentation or the one immediately before it on Monday you can pick it up on our app. Our app is an absolutely fantastic uh, app. Now if you want to get the app, all you need to do is to go to our uh, to, to any app store, look for, uh, for um, um, Faith FM Australia and uh, download that app and then you can replay any of these episodes. Now that episode, I could recommend it to you. Yesterday's episode uh, presented uh, by uh, Pastor Don Felberg uh, Could Ancient Financial Principles Help Us Today? Uh, was a masterful uh, presentation. Uh, now today uh, we're looking at the question, uh, doesn't the Bible promise prosperity? Now this is a real beauty. Uh, there are so many in the religious world today who suggest to you uh, that uh, faith uh, and prosperity will go together. Is in fact that the case? Uh, today uh, we have as co-host... Who person who's going to lead in that discussion is uh, Eric Hoare. Now, Eric is uh, a pastor uh, to the Adelaide Indigenous uh, Adventist uh, Church. Now, welcome to you, Eric. Yeah, thanks, Gary. It's good to be in front of you again. Ah, oh, it's good <laughs> to be beside me, my friend, and beside me. Uh, tell me something. How is the Indigenous Church going at the present time? Yes, it's going well, thank you. We're slowly um, having the people rejoin us. Uh, some have been away and... Uh, in the bush visiting and uh, and doing well, we had a, actually had a Mother's Day little program today for them. We had a little lunch at uh, at our Bible study today. They uh, some of them had their own uh, course with their families on Mother's Day, but some of them don't get much of a Mother's Day lunch. So we yeah. put one on for them and gave them a little gift, uh, a little uh, actually a metallic. Um, bookmark with a lovely little sayings on it for them and we had a lovely study and we had a couple of new people today which was nice. Oh that is fantastic so, you know to actually have new people coming in I know in, mm. in my church we seem to have a, quite a number uh, flowing in uh, fairly constantly uh, new folks, newbies to our, to our church and uh, our people just love to be able to put their arms around those, those individuals and welcome them mm. uh, to, uh, to our church. I also have with me live online from North Bridge Brisbane, Pastor Robbie Bergen. Uh, now, Robbie is one of my many, many bosses. He's also the the content manager at uh, our station, Faith FM. Now, welcome to you, Robbie. 
Thanks very much, Gary. Now, tell me, how is life up in, uh, in Brisbane at the moment? Is it, I hear it's raining, stormy? Yeah, pretty wet. Pretty wet. It's not, not the sunshine state today. It wasn't yesterday, and it's probably not going to be for a couple more days. Uh, I tell you what, you should come down here to Adelaide right now. It's a perfectly clear sky. Uh, it's a wonderful autumn day. Uh, I'm almost ready to take my uh, my jumper off and uh, <laughs> uh, simply uh, relax in the in the outdoors. It's it's really uh, fantastic weather down here at, uh, at just the, just a moment. Uh, Robbie, look, there is just uh, there's so much I'd love to be able to to chat to you about. Now, look, Faith FM. Firstly, it's mm. just it's just made a major announcement that affects the Sydney region. Now, I I understand that you've got a new licence for uh, uh, the western suburbs. Can you fill us in on that? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I was in Sydney on uh, Tuesday last week, and we uh, it was a fair bit of prep that went into it, but uh, we went live to the western part of Sydney. In fact, if you're on the ground, um, as I was, and I did some driving around the city, it actually covers a whole lot more than just the western part of Sydney. But anyway, to set the, set the context, a couple of months ago, we were approached by another operator in Sydney who was looking to sell a light. And um, yeah, so we, we approached um, our counterparts in Sydney and presented them the opportunity. And they were like, we have been waiting 10 years, like literally waiting 10 years for this opportunity to come up to purchase a license because People aren't selling a license. So, um, yeah, this was a 10 year in the, in the wait for this to come available. And so, um, yeah, they, they, they pounced on it. We purchased the licenses. It took about a month or so to get equipment set up and all that. And, uh, yeah, we clicked the switch on last Tuesday at, uh, I think it was 245 to be exact. And we welcomed potential 1.2 million people who live in western part of Sydney. Look, that's that's really fantastic. Tell me, what area does it actually cover? Because you see, you're, you're talking to an old Sydney boy. I grew up. I learned to drive up and down Parramatta Road uh, out oh, there, yeah. um, yes. just on the western side of uh, Parramatta. And uh, okay. I, I really, uh, I still have uh, very fond memories of uh, uh, of Sydney town, and uh, have some good mates over there. So, what sort of area does it actually cover? So, if you know where Silverwater Road is, in Sydney, yes, yes, yes. So, so, where it crosses Parramatta, yes, it, um, it, we reach from there, and that's, and that's kind of, I don't know if it's technically west of Sydney. I mean, it is west of the CBD, but it's sort of east of Parramatta a little bit. Yeah. Um, but from Silverwater Road, which is just the east side of Parramatta, from there, pretty much out to at the moment, we're going out past um, Penrith, uh, past Springwood, out that way towards Katoomba. Katoomba will be added. And probably about another month or so. So we'll actually get out to Katoomba. So from basically think of Parramatta to Katoomba in the Blue Mountains. Wow. That's, that's, that's an absolutely huge area. And look, we want to say a really big shout out, uh, to our mates over there in Sydney. Uh, welcome aboard. It is really fantastic, uh, to have our, our Sydney mates on, on board. But look, I, I'm really conscious that some people may be asking, Robbie, uh, why is it, uh, that we can't just do all of Sydney? Now, um, we are, of course, a low power, FM network. Now, can you just explain to people what it what is that? What does it mean? Yeah, so there's there's basically two types of FM radio. There's the high power and there's the low power. High power is what you normally would be getting if you're in sort of you know in Sydney or in Adelaide or wherever you are, and you're getting a signal that covers the entire area on the one frequency. Mm-hmm. So that's generally your sort of your commercial operators, um, which we won't mention because so we're we're not wanting to, <laughs> to point you over to them. But um, so that's that's high power. They are very very expensive licenses, and um, if you can get them, they 
they cost a lot to run um, annually, and yeah. they cover uh, obviously a big territory because they require a lot of power. Yeah. Um, on the flip side is the, what they call low power FM, and that's where we operate in. And so that's like the 88 FMs in some parts of the country, um, 87.6, I think 87.7, I think that one is. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is um, these licenses are available to operators like us at, at Pace FM, where you can purchase them anywhere in the country if they're available, but they're generally only got a, they've got a limit of about 30 kilometers, like a like complete diameter. Okay. So they're a lot smaller in terms of, because they're very low power. So you're only putting out, you know, two to five watts of worth of power, depending on where you are. So that's, um, so the downside is, is that you don't, you have to have a lot more broadcast sites in order to have more coverage. But the upside is it's a lot cheaper than, uh, the high powered stuff. And at the, at the same time, it's a lot more, um, configurable. So with a high powered license, you're sort of broadcasting one message across the entire location. So say, for example, if we had a high power in Adelaide, mm-hmm. it would be the whole of Adelaide would get the one signal. Yep. Whereas with low power, we can actually customize programming to the individual location. So we can have advertisements for community events and things in one part of the town uh, or the city, whereas the other part doesn't get it because it doesn't apply. So it's really, um, it's got a lot of benefits. And so we operate in that spectrum. And yeah, look, it's, it's a blessing to be able to have access to a very big portion of Australia. We can reach one in four Australians now since we bought Sydney online in terms of population reach. Mm. And the cost of that is, is dramatically cheaper than some of these high powered solutions. That would be. Now, having said that, having said that, if, if anyone wants to, who's listening wants to give us a high power license, I'll take it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be really marvellous. Just tell us, that would be um, really have a major impact, for example, in country towns, because I'm conscious that here in South Oz, we've just started another licence in uh, uh, in Murray Bridge, and that's a town of uh, that's probably concentrated around a circumference of no more than about 15 kilometres. Yeah. Well, that, that's actually one of the really nice things I mean, working for Faith FM is that we, we, we don't... Um, biased the big cities to the small regional communities and that's what you see with a lot of the commercial operators but they'll they'll buy one of these mega high power licenses that will cover you know a, a capital city or something but then your know, little towns like you just mentioned murray bridge or whether it's moree or whether it's uh, kuapiti yeah. these sorts of places sort of often get sort of forgotten about whereas with the way we operate with our licensing that's available to us if if there isn't already an operator we can purchase those licenses and we can provide the same national networking and scheduling to small communities with local flavour. Hey, look, this is a real blessing because I know the feedback that I get from here uh, is incredibly positive, particularly from those uh, those smaller smaller towns. Look, just let me ask you, how many low-power stations does Faith FM actually have around Australia? So we, uh, we, we started in, I think it was 2013. I wasn't with Faith FM when it first started. Um, but in 2013, they started with one uh, broadcast site, one one license. And um, in February this year, so you know, just under whatever that is, uh, uh, nine 10 years, years or something, yeah. eight, nine years, we, we just hit our 200th broadcast site in February. And since February, which was a big milestone, I mean, we're going to make a big, there's a, a magazine, we've got a sound bites magazine for Faith FM. So if you, any listeners want to get it, they can just go to the website and sign up for our e-magazine. We put out once every quarter, and so there'll be a bit of a write-up about that in this 
this quarter's edition mm-hmm. about the 200th license, where it is, and a little celebration about it. But since that happened in February, we're now, you know, May, we've added another 16 sites to that list. So we're at, we're at 216 at the moment. Wow. And when you think of, I know a lot of those are sizable country towns. And to me, yes. uh, this, this really, uh, is, is a fantastic little, uh, little ministry. I suppose I should actually ask you, if people want to support Faith FM, how do they actually do it? Yeah, well, that's, that's actually something that we're always in need of. Um, the way Faith FM is funded, we receive support from, um, so from individuals, like individual listeners and donors, as we refer to them. Uh, we get some grant funding from um, the Seventh-day Adventist Church. But overall, the funding comes from listeners. And so uh, from the, the like national network perspective, it costs us $700 a day to run Faith FM. Mm-hmm. So we are constantly hoping and uh, praying and asking for people if they feel inclined to become a ministry partner of Faith FM and join what we call our dollar-a-day partnership which is basically $30 a month um, to support the ongoing uh, growth and the content creation, all those sorts of things of FaithFM. So if people did want to get involved, they can just go to the website, faithfm.com.au, and go to donate, and then uh, you can donate any amount. Uh, we, we encourage a dollar a day because if we have 700 people signing up to do a dollar a day, then uh, we'd have to fundraise anymore. We can just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, look, comparatively speaking, though, um, for $700 to reach... Uh, one in four Australians is actually extremely cheap. Um, yeah. It's just that we're a small team. We operate with a lot of volunteers. Uh, most of our support staff across Australia are, are volunteers. So we yeah. have very low overhead, but it does cost us still money to run a network that's national. Yeah, look, I know that here in Adelaide, I mean, that uh, volunteer team that we actually have is just uh, so, so integral to everything that's going on. I know that one of the things I've really come to appreciate about Faith FM actually is the app, uh, that, uh, you've got connected, uh, to, uh, uh, to the whole system. Do you want to tell us something about the app? Yeah, so about, I think about three years ago, we had the app first released and it's been going through, um, updates as you would expect with any app um, sort of on a quarterly basis. And uh, we've made some really good um, feature developments in it. So basically at the core, the FaithFM app allows you to listen live to FaithFM through your phone. So even if there is no signal in your area, as long as you have phone signal, you can listen to FaithFM through your phone. That's one advantage of it. The second advantage is, and this is what I find most um, people who give feedback really love about the app, is that we have um, an on-demand section on the app, which means that, you can listen to anything that's aired on Faith FM at any time you want on the app. You simply browse through different programs you like to listen to. Like, for example, Drive Time. There's a Drive Time podcast, we call it. Mm-hmm. So you find the Drive Time podcast. And if you happen to miss a particular uh, night, you can just go back there and, and play it back at your time. So I've got, <laughs> I had listeners um, contact me and say, this is the number one app that I use in the gym. So I go to the gym in the morning. And as I'm working out, I'm listening to Faith FM, all the shows I missed during the, the previous day. So, yeah, so the app's got the, that's the two really amazing features. One is obviously listening live to radio through your app. The second is, um, to do the, the, um, on demand stuff. But then the other aspect is, is that, and this is something that a lot of people don't actually know that you can do in the app is that you can, if you, if listening to something that you think is really interesting and someone would like, you can tap on it and you can share it with your social media network. So mm. you just, if you're listening to something and you go, hey, that, this this would be great to post this on my Facebook page, you just tap it and go share, 
and then it says you want to share on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever platforms you're using. And then it will link directly to that um, program on your social media. So people will see you on Facebook, they click it, take them back through the FM website, and they can listen directly to what you've shared with them. So, yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff. And one more thing, I don't, I don't have a lot of time for this, but one cool thing on here is what we call Pocket Studio. So on the app, once you sign into the app, you have this feature where you can record messages for FM to play on air. So, for example, if you're in Adelaide there, you could go to Pocket Studio, go um, say, you know, this, you're listening to um, Faith FM right here in, in uh, Brighton, in Adelaide. Mm. And that comes through to us at the back end here in, in Melbourne. Uh, and our team will put together, um, you know, editing edits they need to do. And then we can air them as station tags across the country. We've got people that do devotional thoughts every day for us um, through Pocket Studio. So just using the technology of your phone in the app allows you actually to create content that we use um, right across the network. The other one there is a verse of the day. We're looking for people to read the Bible verses um, that are all being selected for the year. You can just go there, scroll through the verses, um, tap it, and then read it, record it, and then upload it straight over from your phone, and then we schedule it for the network, and you'll know exactly what day um, you'll be aired on FM as one of the Bible text readers. So the app's pretty powerful. And so you can actually, the thing I like about it is that it's so easy to download. I know I went to, uh, I think there's a couple of major app stores out there and anybody can get the app by simply going to their favorite app store. And of course, what they need to do is simply look for Faith FM Australia, uh, and, uh, uh, download that app. And then you get all of these, these features. I think this is absolutely, uh, wonderful godsend. You know, one of the best ways for me to be able to uh, share my faith, uh, with, uh, with my mate at work is actually to recommend them uh, a, a a radio station that uh, they might appreciate. If they ask a question about Christianity, uh, to be able to say, hey, look, let me recommend to you a station uh, that answers a lot of these questions. It is so simple, and then all they need to do is to download it onto their phone. Myself, download it on my phone, and then I Bluetooth it uh, into my my car, which means that as I'm driving around, uh, I don't need to have this problem of low-power stations where I'm fading in and fading out, but rather it's coming through the internet system. System. And then, uh, Watto, I've I've got perfect signal the whole the whole time. Uh, I think this is a as a brilliant innovation that Faith FM has actually brought uh, brought on. But look, that, you've almost answered my next question. And look, we are going to have to finish up. But this is just multiplying. Um, uh, this is a twenty four seven station. Where do you get all yes. the content? So we we are trying to have um, at least eighty percent of our content created here in Australia. That's our that's our number one goal at the moment. So we have got production studios in Newcastle, which is where the breakfast show comes out live every morning. Uh, we've got a production studio in Melbourne, um, in Hobart, obviously in Adelaide, and we've got one that's in Sydney. So we have a lot of live content being created um, through some of our capital city studios. We've also got a lot of content being created, uh, what we call in podcast format. So we've got people that are creating pre-recorded um, programs and Look, most of our content is created by people who just have special interests or are experts in certain fields um, you know, of faith or um, just uh, biblical insights, and they have a passion to create a show, so they'll, they'll contact me um, at FaithFM, and we'll work with them, give them um, some tips and some ideas on how to structure their programs, and then they'll go off and record it and send us some pilots. Um, if the pilots all pass, and most of the time, the first time they pass the, the test to get onto air, and uh, yeah, then we just we start airing. We got we got shows being created by eighteen year olds 
I was going to say kids, but they're kind of teens, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> creating shows out of, um, you know, their bedrooms and we're airing it nationally across the network. And it's, just, it's some good quality stuff. We've got all the way up to production, uh, professional studio produced content. Now, look, the really good news is that this weekend you're going to be here in Adelaide. Now, uh, this is a really fantastic. Now, folks, look, if you happen to be in Adelaide uh, this weekend and you've got a spare hour or two, why don't you come and see and just say hello uh, to Robbie? He'd he'd love to meet you. Now, uh, Robbie's going to be in Adelaide. He's got a, an incredibly a full list of appointments. Now, this Friday night, I understand, uh, Robbie, um, you're going to be sharing your personal story of coming to Christ with a group of young people. Now, uh, the the good news, however, is that that's going to be happening in our uh, visual uh, studio uh, here in uh, in Adelaide, and it's going to be broadcast live. Uh, through livingministrymedia.com.au. Now, uh, that is one of, uh, one of our, uh, affiliates. Uh, we're going to be, uh, working, uh, through, uh, Living Ministry Media. And, uh, Robbie's going to be sharing his story of coming to Christ with a group of young people. They're going to be asking him questions and, uh, he's going to be, uh, be responding. Now, just to give us a little bit of a taste, I suppose, Robbie, uh, before you met Christ, before you came to Christ, what was, uh, what is your background? Well, I grew up in Brisbane, um, and my my upbringing was typical Australian, you know, no religious sort of affiliation. And so I identified myself as an atheist by the time I got to university years. Mm-hmm. Um, my background in terms of um, uh, career is I, I wanted to be a computer programmer when I was in high school. That was my preferred path, but mm-hmm. in the early 1990s, and the, the career guidance counselors, they laughed at me and said, unless you're going to move to the United States and work for NASA, there's no future in IT in Australia. So really visionary um, guidance <laughs> counselors, for sure. So they, they asked me, what's your second preference? And I said, engineering. And they said, now that's a career. So um, that's what I did. I went down the civil engineering route. Um, I became a junior civil engineer. And uh, right about then was when the big IT revolution started in Australia, well, around the world, with um, internet becoming a thing and uh, Windows 95 coming out and all that sort of stuff. And so then I, I went back, well, I actually changed careers into became a programmer, went back to school and did night university to become a programmer. So if I looked at um, my, my life in terms of before I became a Christian, um, most of it was as a programmer, a software engineer. Wow, wow. That's, and look, I mean, the story then of how you transitioned from that, from an uh, atheistic programmer through to a Christian minister is the thing you're going to be sharing this Friday night. Now, um, uh, for our, for our listeners, online is the place where you can actually view this, and that's Living Ministry Media. Dot com dot au. Uh, now, on Saturday morning uh, at 11am, you're going to be preaching at my Brighton church. Now, uh, we are really looking looking forward to this. This is also going to be simultaneously uh, shared on our Faith FM network, and it's also going to be streamed to the livingministrymedia.com.au uh, website. Uh, now, can you just tell us, uh, Robbie, what are you going to be preaching on? Yeah, well, look, I, 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 I like the court, um, presenting on, because preaching, 
preaching, like I didn't grow up in the church, so preaching to me was always like being hit over the head with a Bible or something. Yeah, 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 good. But, um, but yeah, so look, what I'm, what I'm going to be speaking on is I've, I've been a Christian now for about 20 years. Yep. Um, and in that, when I first became a Christian, I had a set of beliefs, even as, even though I was an atheist, I had a set of beliefs of what Christians believe, like sort of perceptions of what Christians believe. And so what I found in my Christian journey was is that what most people think Jesus taught um, is actually wrong or, or a distortion of what he actually did teach. Mm-hmm. So what I'll be presenting on, on Saturday is I'm calling it what people think Jesus taught. So I'm going to be sharing... Um, Exactly that, what people think Jesus taught. And then I'm going to compare it with what Jesus actually did teach. And I, I have, uh, I presented this once before somewhere else. That, um, I forget where it was now, but yeah, people came up to me and they said, I have always believed what I thought Jesus taught and what you've showed from the uh, teachings of Jesus is actually different to what I thought. So it was quite revolutionary to some people's thinking. So I'm hoping it will be um, a, an interesting presentation at the least. Uh, look, I, I am actually really looking forward to actually hearing it myself. I'll certainly also be, be there my, myself and, uh, uh, as will, uh, one or two of our other, uh, Faith FM, uh, presenters. And I know that you would love to meet our, our listeners. I would love to be able to say hello to some of our, some of our listeners. And that's occurring, uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. at the Brighton Seventh day Adventist Church. Now that's Amelia Street, Hove, uh, the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church on Saturday morning at 11 a.m., Amelia Street, Hove. Uh, Hove is just one suburb uh, down from uh, from Brighton. Uh, look, Robbie, I do want to say a really big thank you uh, for sharing with us this afternoon. This has been an exciting interview. Uh, I feel incredibly blessed to be able to be working uh, with uh, with Faith FM, and uh, I just pray that the Lord will uh, bless you and the uh, and the entire leadership team as you continue to to move ahead in uh, in this ministry. And I really look forward uh, to meeting uh, some of our listeners here in Adelaide on uh, on Saturday morning at eleven o'clock. If you're looking for me, I'm the tall guy. Uh, I'll be out in the foyer uh, somewhere. Please come and uh, and introduce yourself. Uh, I'd love to be able to say hello to you, uh, Robbie. Gary, Gary, they Gary, they told me there's going to be a free lunch afterwards too. Uh, indeed, there is. There, if you'd like to stay, there is going to be a, a free lunch. It's a light lunch. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy uh, that uh, that lunch. Uh, Robbie, thank you so much uh, for coming and joining uh, joining with us this afternoon. Uh, look forward uh, to catching up with you in person this uh, this weekend. Absolutely, thanks, Gary. Blessings on you. And with that, let's come to some music. Uh, please enjoy uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither, I Have Returned. Beautiful, beautiful song. I have returned to the God of my childhood, to the same simple faith. As a child I once knew Like a prodigal son I long for my loved ones For the comforts of home And the God I outgrew
made a huge impact in uh, Christian music. Uh, uh, that was Bill and Gloria Gaither. I have returned to the to the uh, uh, God of my childhood. Uh, and so many people can say exactly uh, that uh, that same thing. Now, folks, look, this week we uh, do have a, uh, a giveaway uh, for you. Now, of course, uh, this week, uh, our theme for the week is Money, Wealth and the Church. Uh, our giveaway book uh, uh, this week is entitled The Giving Equation. Uh, and this is uh, subtitled uh, Working Out Your Relationship with with uh, God and money. Uh, it's logical that if we give a certain amount of money, I have less money to live on, right? Well, one would think so. Uh, that's a simple mathematics. 
but it's also an equation that many makes many people reluctant uh, to give. Uh, the giving equation provides a fresh way of thinking about stewardship, explaining two different mindsets towards our personal finances, the giving economy and the me economy. Now, Ken Long uh, has spent uh, a lifetime in, in business. You'll love uh, this uh, this particular uh, book. It's called The Giving a Lo- Equation. It's not a long book. It's a fairly short book. If you would like your own copy of uh, uh, the giving equation. All you need to do is to send a text to us here at the studio. Uh, that text number again is o four triple eight eight o eight eleven, and the code for uh, this week is SA forty four. No gap between the SA and the forty four. And don't be frightened. No one's going to talk to you when you uh, uh, when you put that uh, that code in. All you're going to do is uh, is trigger our uh, our robot response. Our robot. He's called Faithful. He's a he's a kind. He's a wonderful little robot, and uh, he'll ask you some questions uh, that will uh, allow us to get this book to you in the fastest possible way. Uh, you'll love. Uh, relating to our mate Faithful. Uh, now look, uh, uh, that phone number again, that uh, text number is 04888-80811. The book that we're giving away is called The Giving Equation and uh, Ken Long is the author and you just need to text us uh, to that number SA44, but no gap between the SA and the 44 because Faithful, yes, he's an intelligent robot, um, but sometimes he does fall down when there's a gap uh, between the SA and the 44. Uh, now you are listening uh, to Faith FM Drive Time, a uh, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And today our co-host is Eric Hoare. Now Eric ministers to the uh, Adelaide Indigenous uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this week we're following that theme, money, wealth from the church. This is one of those themes that uh, whenever you, you talk about it, everyone's interested in money and wealth. And even the media, when it's connected to the church, is interested in this particular theme. Uh, and today we're looking at the question, doesn't the Bible promise prosperity? You know, there are so many uh, people who believe uh, that, uh, in fact, if I have faith, if I claim the promises of God, prosperity is guaranteed. Health, wealth and prosperity when I become a Christian, is it true? Eric, help us out on this one. Does the Bible promise prosperity? Well, this is an interesting one tonight, Gary, because I think uh, we all struggle with uh, finances and uh, Christianity. I know that many times I've prayed when I prayed that God would help me financially uh, when there's been a lack of money around to pay some bills, and I think many people do, uh, and they reach out. But it's interesting that when we look at... um, some of the preachers and some of the churches today, what they preach, some of them actually preach what we would call a health and wealth gospel, claiming that God always rewards his people with prosperity in this world. But in the Bible, wealth is, isn't actually an indicator of God's favor. Neither is punishment. If you look at the other side okay, of it, okay. no is poverty. Yep. Um, because if we think that wealth is a blessing, then what, then we sort of look at the poor people and think, well, you know, there's something wrong here with these people. And this is actually one way. of the things that certainly the Jewish leaders used to do in uh, in Christ Day. If you were mm. uh, if you were sick, uh, then it was an indication of God's displeasure. If you were poor, an indication of God's displeasure. If you were rich, uh, if you were healthy, then obviously God was smiling on you. And uh, this is one of the one of the. It's an easy mindset 
to actually fall into? Well, you know, you're looking for blessings, aren't you? And I guess uh, a lot of people today, to, when they look at the benefits of being a Christian, they would think that maybe the finances is one way to go too, that that would also yeah. be blessed. Yeah. And we see that in many uh, TV presenters, uh, gospel presenters, where they call a lot for money and it, and it seems to be all about money and they believe yeah. Yeah. Uh, in that. In fact, uh, one well-known um, evangelist uh, penned a book entitled You Need More Money, Discover God's Amazing Financial Plan for Your Life, talking about this is one of the attributes of believing in yeah. God, of yeah. actually being on a financial plan yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. Eric, look, that. we're going to have to keep moving on this mm. one today because I'm yeah. conscious that uh, I I really appreciate everything that Robbie Robbie said, but Robbie's mm. my boss, and uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, you give a preacher a pulpit and he goes for a for a long, long time. Mm. It was wonderful to have Robbie on. Uh, but look, tell us, how do you respond to this biblically? Well, I've, I've really looked at this. It's quite interesting what the Bible says about wealth. Um, I look at, for instance, what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, 9 and 11. It says, uh, For I think God has exhibited us apostles last of all, as men condemned to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. To this present hour we are both hungry and thirsty and are poorly clothed and are roughly treated. We're actually homeless. And uh, Paul here is teaching to the Corinthian church who were living in a very extravagant social lifestyle that that's not the sign of... Of, uh, of a Christian life or being well spiritually. I think too of, um, things like this, like when you look at 1 Corinthians 6 5, uh, disputings of men of corrupt minds and empty of truth, thinking that materialistic gain equals godliness. From such men should withdraw yourself. Now that's a really interesting one because it talks about a men of corrupt minds and empty of truth thinking that a gaining through the gospel, materialistic gaining, is actually equal to godliness. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says, from such men you should withdraw yourself. So here's a warning to us that uh, being rich is, uh, is no way means uh, it, the condition of your spiritualness, how spiritual you are, how close you are to God. Neither is it being poor that way. It's, it's, he says, stay away from people who teach that. You know, it's interesting that you say this because, I mean, I suppose myself, I even consider, you know, I mean, Acts chapter three, for example, you know, mm. Peter and John are in the, uh, uh, are in the temple of forecourt and a lame man is there. Mm. Uh, they, he's wanting healing and, uh, Acts three, uh, six, uh, and Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, that statement to me uh, really uh, jumps out at me in a, a number of fronts because, you know, Peter is declaring he doesn't have any wealth. He, even a man who is begging, he has nothing to give to him. Mm. That's right. And, you know, um, I also like actually uh, Proverbs uh, 30 verse uh, 7. It says, There are two things I request to you. Deprive me not before I die. The first one was, Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. In other words, it's a dependence on God to provide for his needs and to be content. The word content uh, with many scriptures that talk about wealth, it brings up the word content. Be content with what you have, with what God provides for us. And as a Christian, there is a changing. In my life before I was a Christian, I always worried about money. 
always. Mm -hmm. And where I worked in one place, there was a very wealthy man there, and every day he was looking at the at the uh, stock market, and uh, if yeah. it crashed, he was very grumpy. You know, yeah. never happy. He was never happy. Our eyes should now be turned away from the old man looking at uh, the way we were before. The old man of sin caught up there, thinking that the money is everything, and turning our eyes now upon Christ mm. and changing our lives. Did you know, Pastor Gary, that the latest um, study, it was actually taken in 2021 on the 23rd of August, said that 689 million people living in the world uh, at 2021, uh, 689 million of them live in extreme poverty. They yeah. live on less than a they live around about a dollar ninety or less a day. So what this is teaching me here, when we think about the rich, we're not actually thinking of the millionaires. Mm. When when the Bible's talking about it's actually talking about you and me. And that, I think, Eric, is probably one of the most powerful points that we could actually make today, uh, because we certainly uh, look at ourselves and say, oh, you know, we compare ourselves to the to the Bill Gates of uh, of this world, and we say, look, we don't have a Lear jet uh, to fly around the world in, we don't have our own yacht sitting in the, uh, and yet, uh, if certainly within this country here, uh, the majority of people. Um, Go to bed fed every night. Now I know I've I've certainly had to assist people where uh, because of circumstances that hasn't been the case. But you know, in this particular country, in the majority of cases, that's actually we are living in an incredibly uh, wealthy uh, environment in this particular country. So we've got to put ourselves in with the verses that warn us about our riches yeah. and uh, and how we look at it and how we treat that. I think that's really important. Uh, but then another interesting text that came up when I was studying this too. It says um, in 1 Corinthians 4, 8 you're already filled you have already become rich you've become kings without us. Indeed I wish you'd become kings so that we might also reign with you it's saying here that we're actually already rich. We don't need, when we become a Christian, we don't need the great riches the world offers us. That's what it's yeah. saying. We've actually become rich in Christ. But really what happens is that your priorities change. And, you know, uh, to me, the closer you come to Christ, the more uh, conscious I am that the priorities of your life uh, become Altered so that uh, whereas striving to obtain the uh, the almighty dollar might have previously been uh, a priority in your life, that now changes uh, so that you you say, "Hey, yes, you know, if I am rich." Uh, how can I do good uh, with that which uh, I've actually been blessed with? I, I love the point that you know, uh, even the striving after wealth does change that priority. You know, I think of the Lord's Prayer. You know, give us this day our daily bread. In other words, our reliance uh, comes on to Jesus Christ, comes on to uh, the God of heaven, uh, rather uh, than on to uh, the strength of our own our own arm. But look, let's just come to a, a little bit of a break here. Uh, look, this is uh, Heritage. I uh, love this particular song, uh, No More, No More Night. Uh, and this is really uh, looking at the future. Please, please enjoy. Heaven will pass 
It's not a dream. God will make all things new. That day, gone is the curse from which I stumbled and fell. Even is banished to eternal hell. No more night, no more pain, no more tears, never crying again and praises to the great I am we will live in the light of the risen
was Heritage, uh, No More Night. Uh, what a beautiful song and what a beautiful thought uh, that uh, that song uh, does does share. Now, don't forget our uh, giveaway, our book for this particular week is entitled The Giving Equation. It provides a fresh way of thinking about uh, stewardship, explaining two different mindsets, the giving economy and the me economy. Now, this is a this is a challenging book. Uh, please, uh, if you've ever wanted to understand uh, wealth, the giving and the church, then this is the book that uh, uh, you really need to have a look at. The Giving Equation, if you'd like that particular book, uh, all you need to do is to uh, text us uh, here at uh, at Drive Time. The number is 04888. 80811. Uh, we've had a fantastic, uh, take up on this particular book, uh, this, uh, this week. And, uh, the code for, for this week is SA44. Just, uh, text SA44. No gap between any of those letters to 04888. 80811 and uh, our robot faithful will contact you ask for a few details and uh, uh, so that we can get those uh, get that book to you in the fastest uh, possible uh, possible way uh, now you are uh, listening to faith fm drive time big q and a with uh, pastor gary and today our co-host is uh, eric horn eric's pastor to the uh, adelaide indigenous uh, seventh day adventist church and this week we're following the theme money wealth and the church uh, and today we're looking at that question doesn't the bible promise uh prosperity now eric we have about five or six minutes so please just try to bring it together for us if you can sure pastor gary well jesus teaches us to take our eyes off earthly physical things he wants us to focus on the heavenly spiritual things and first timothy Six onwards, six, uh, chapter six, verse six onwards says, Now godliness with contentment, there's again is the word content, is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into any many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And then it goes on, Pastor Gary, and tells us that we are rich. We are, we are rich, but it's not in the way we think of rich with money. For it says in verse 17, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works." ready to give, willing to share, storing up themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may hold on to eternal life. And then we see all these other riches, Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.7, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace experienced in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. These are all riches. We are rich. We become richer being a Christian than we were before. And you know, Eric, you know, to me, I love the way this does actually work out. You know, in my ministry experience, I'm just so conscious that so many times uh, I've been aware of people in my church who have actually been incredibly wealthy. The thing is, is that on many occasions, nobody actually knows 
how wealthy they are. I've actually had had people just you know come to me and say, "Look, uh, Pastor, look, we're well aware that uh, somebody over there." And I, I can think of one particular occasion happened to me just very recently. They said to me, "They said, look, uh, uh, that young man over there, he's just um, he's just had his car uh, written off. He's a student. We know he's got no money. We know his situation. Uh, but look, here is and they they pressed five thousand dollars into my hand and said, "Look, would you go over?" to him, give it to him, do not tell him where it came from, uh, just simply tell him he's to go and buy a car with it. Uh, I actually I had the great pr- privilege of being able to go uh, to uh, to that young man, I said look you know a, a friend here in the church recognises you know, the need that you had and uh, uh, I pressed $5,000 into his hand wow. uh, and uh, interestingly we actually went together uh, to, the, to the car yard, uh, found a, a very nice uh, little, uh, little car uh, for just under that amount uh, and I took uh, the, uh, the receipt uh, with the change um, back to uh, to the gentleman with uh, with the young man's thanks. And to be the intermediary in that type of environment is such a you know. To me, that's what uh, I see uh, God commanding those who are wealthy to actually be in. This is the giving economy. Uh, you know, I, I'm so I've, I've seen this time and time again. I can think of another man who is certainly a multi millionaire, uh, but he he drives around in a car that uh, you you would think it's about twenty five years old. Old. Mm. And uh, you'd think, can't he afford you? Well, yes, he can. Um, uh, but uh, he he has worked for and assisted just so many people. And and I just stand in awe at the ministry that so many people have actually got. You see, the giving economy uh, is is so beautiful. And you know, you know, sometimes I know that you know. I mean, we say, look, you know, oh, but you know, I I'm not that wealthy. I can't do that. And yet, you know, what I'm conscious of is that people come across our, our paths we may not be able to help them with multiplied thousands of dollars uh, but you know I'm so conscious that uh, that sometimes um, just a uh, just a small gift um, is enough to a pick a person up and uh, isn't that the change in the mindset instead of keeping keeping and gaining gaining it's actually giving giving and giving yeah isn't that yeah. what it's all about that we can see a need and the Lord has softened our hearts enough that we say yes we can, we can I can give this today yeah isn't yeah. that beautiful and it's and maybe not a big thing like a car but it might be just something small that you do for somebody I know that you know giving to some of the Aboriginal people uh, are something that uh, we would take for granted like even Mother's Day just a little gift means so much to them and yeah. some of them never even get a birthday card or whatever but just doing that for them shows there's been a change you are now in the riches of christ where he has changed our lives we don't want to to just hold what we have we want to give it out now well you know you know yeah. sometimes you know it's a little thing you know i, I think of um, one person i knew i mean uh, they had a gift of encouragement just lifting people up yeah. and uh, uh, you know to be able to take a person out to McDonald's, if you please. You know, yes. they're, they're down, you know, they're feeling down, they're feeling flat. Hey, let's go to McDonald's and let's have a milkshake together. Yeah. Uh, they, now, do a, they do a nice hot chocolate. They do a lovely <laughs> hot chocolate. You know, to, to me, as I, I look at that, I, I say, yeah, okay, that's a, and I know that, um, some struggle with, even with being able to do that. Mm. But, you know, to be able to lift people up that's in some thing. way. Uh, you know, to me, uh, this is the giving economy. Yep. Um, and, uh, I, I'm conscious that um, what Christ is saying is that he expects us to do that which is 
within our means to be able to to do it doesn't expect the a person who doesn't have five thousand dollars to give five thousand um, dollars but you know uh, when I come to Christ I have a change of mindset you know I love what Philippians actually says there yes. let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus yes. and of course Jesus had uh, the ultimate uh, mindset and you're more you're more the richer for it and you're more the just yes. so true you're mm-hmm. more the richer for it folks look our time is all most up. Uh, let's just bow our heads together in prayer. Father, we come to you right now. We want to say thank you uh, for calling us uh, to be, to live in the giving economy. Lord, thank you and that you indeed live in the giving economy and thank you for what you have given uh, to us. Uh, Lord, I just pray uh, that you might change us, uh, that we might become uh, more and more uh, like the like the lovely Jesus. Uh, these things we ask and we pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Uh, amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time Big Q and A. Please join us tomorrow when Pastor Fabiano and Hugh Heenan uh, spend the entire time looking at the question, how do churches uh, manage or use money? Uh, Now, that uh, is a program that you must listen to. Uh, Really look forward uh, to uh, to hearing uh, from you. Uh, But until then, please remember, Christ said, uh, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives, so don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.